Merry Christmas. Well, the Holy Father declared that this year is to be a year of mercy, so the entire year is focused on all of us coming to know God's love and mercy. So actually, I could say Mercy Christmas to all of you. Mercy Christmas. Inside the Actors Studio is a TV show that's gone, gone over 200 episodes, and the whole premise of the show is he's trying to teach his students how to act. And he decided early on that he would bring famous people into the studio, actors and directors and filmmakers and uh, stage and theater, and he would bring them into the studio and interview them, and he would do a lengthy interview, sometimes, uh, sometimes up to four hours he would interview them with his students. But at the very end of each interview, he asked them a series of ten questions, ten simple questions. And they were always the same. If you ever watched the show, they were always the same questions. And one of them that really um, struck out to me was Steven Spielberg. So he asked Steven Spielberg, and he was the one, by the way, that had the four-hour interview. He asked Steven Spielberg these 10 questions. And the first one was, what's your favorite word? And he said, yes. What's your least favorite word? No. What turns you on or excites you? A good story. What turns you off? People who don't listen. What sound or noise do you love? All my kids, when they laugh, I have seven kids, and when they're all laughing, it's a great sound. What sound do you hate when they're all crying at the same time? <laughs> What's your favorite curse word? Thankfully, he just said rats. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? A film composer. What profession would you never like to attempt? Government. If heaven exists, and this is the final question, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Steven Spielberg kind of thought to himself and looked pensively. With a very sincere and gentle look on his face, he said, I hope God would say, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. The crowd didn't really get it. They got you. They kind of groaned like it was a like a cheesy answer. Or, you know, there was some ooing and eyeing, and Mr. Spielberg realized this, so he kind of put his face like this, like he was putting the crowd to sleep. But it's not. It's a profound answer. If we got to heaven and the words that God said to us were, "Thanks for listening," it would mean that we got the message. It would mean that this Christmas that we're celebrating today actually meant something to us. It would mean that Jesus, who came to give us the good news, it would mean that we heard it and that we listened. So thanks for listening. Listen. Listen. Do you hear what I hear? Listen. The nativity was only possible because people Listen. So if you think of all the stories going all the way back to Zechariah, Zechariah, an angel came to him in a dream and asked him what name he was to name his son, and, 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 and Zechariah got it wrong, and the angel said, no, he shall be called John. And so from that moment, Zechariah was mute. He couldn't speak. All he could do was listen. And so he listened. And then in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel came to Mary in a dream, and the angel Gabriel said to Mary, hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But Mary was greatly troubled, and she was unsure of what this greeting meant. And so the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus, and he will be great. And Mary, she listened. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. 
And when he found this out, he was unwilling to expose Mary to shame. He wanted to divorce her quietly, and then he went to sleep. And he had a dream, and the angel came to him in a dream, and the angel said to him, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary into your home, for she has been conceived by the Holy Spirit, and the son of yours will be great. And Joseph, he listened. When Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, Elizabeth was listening because what was the first sound that she heard? The infant in her womb. The first thing that she heard was Mary's greeting, and the infant in Elizabeth's womb leapt for joy. And she said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Elizabeth listened. The whole world then was beginning to be enrolled. And Joseph listened to the message. And he took his wife on a journey, nine months pregnant. He took her on a journey on a donkey all the way to Bethlehem. And when he found out all the rooms were closed, he didn't get upset. He just listened and he found the manger. And because of that, we celebrate Christmas 2,000 years later, our Savior born in a manger. The shepherds were in the field at night watching their sheep, and an angel came to them, and the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I proclaim to you great news with great joy. A Savior will be born for you, and this will be a sign. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a great multitude of angels singing, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to those on whom his favor rests. And the shepherds, they listened. Herod called the Magi secretly to himself to ascertain from them where the star would be. And he said to them, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring him to me, and I will do him homage. The Magi listened to Herod and went to the manger. They all listened. And because they listened, they got to experience what earth has never seen before, what earth has never heard before, the voice of God coming through a human person. And that human person would be a tiny little infant. And I imagine as Mary and Joseph, you know, as Mary was having, giving birth to her son, I, I wonder, I'm sure that they listened. And if they listened, what do you think the first sound that they heard was? Anybody ever had a baby before? I haven't. What's the first sound that you listen for? Cry, cry right? You wait for the baby to cry. So the first sound they must have heard is their baby son crying crying as he came into the world. What was he crying for? Well, I believe it was mercy. You know, so in this year of mercy, the whole reason Jesus came to the world was to show us the Father. He wanted us to know that we have this Father who is loving and merciful. 2,000 years later, we still celebrate Christmas, and the Holy Spirit still speaks to us. He still comes to us. We can still have the experience of angels and, and still have the experience of God coming to us. This Holy Father, the Holy Spirit worked through him when he said to, to him that this would be the year of mercy. And I remember, I don't know if any of you watched him open those bronze doors on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, those huge bronze doors. And as he opened the bronze doors, he said in a very loud voice, no one should be excluded from God's mercy. And that was the message that went out throughout the entire world. Listen, no one should be excluded from God's mercy. What a powerful image. One of the patron saints of mercy, the, the one really that has been most endowed with the grace of mercy, is St. Faustina. 
And one Christmas, uh, so St. Faustina was 1937, it was Christmas Eve, so it was just like tonight. Christmas Eve, she went to celebrate Mass, and as she was celebrating Mass, when midnight Mass arrived, from the very beginning she found herself just kind of like swept up in prayer. She found herself being held by, by God, and she saw in her mind Bethlehem. She, she saw the image of the stable, and she saw there was a great radiance. And then the Virgin Mary was there, all lost in the deepest of love, and she was wrapping Jesus in swaddling clothes. And next to her was Joseph, who was still asleep. And only after mo the Mother of God put Jesus in the manger did she see this great light. And this light was so bright that it awoke Joseph from his sleep. And after a while, she realized she was left alone with the, with the baby Jesus. Right there in Mass, it was just her and the infant. And she understood the infant Jesus went like this and opened his tiny little arms to her. And she understood that she was to take him into her arms. And so she picked him up, took him into her arms, and felt his heartbeat on hers. And she nuzzled his head on hers. And Jesus said to her, Today I am sending you forth to be a missionary of mercy for my people, so that the whole world will know I do not want to punish aching mankind. I desire to heal mankind, pressing it to my merciful heart. You are to be the secretary of my mercy. I have chosen you for that office in this and the next life to let the whole people know of my great mercy. Right now in our age, we are called to know God's mercy, and no one is to be excluded. Everyone is supposed to love his mercy. She would go on to say that this God who is beyond all understanding stops to, it, it, no, it, nothing to come under the appearance of a little child. And today, that same God will come under the appearance of the Eucharist. You and I will have the experience to receive Jesus. You and I will have the experience to take him into our hearts and to hold him inside of us and experience the mercy of God. God came to us as an infant so that we would never be afraid to approach him. And so just a, a couple of final thoughts and questions. Firstly, if you have been away from the church, or if you've been away from his mercy, we know that Christmas and Easter, there's always a lot of Catholics that come back. First of all, we're so delighted to have you here. I'm so delighted to have the, the church packed and the social hall packed. You are always welcome here. And no one is to be excluded from God's mercy. So firstly, if you've been away from the church, this is your welcome back. You're welcome here all the time. Secondly is um, the year of mercy also, the Holy Father's um, highlighting confession. You know, that the, the way that we really get to experience on this earth God's mercy is through confession. And I know right away some people say, I don't need to go to confession or I can just talk to God. And you, and you can, but he wants you to see and feel and experience his mercy. So I invite you. If you haven't been to confession in a while, if it's been a year or two years or three years or 20 years or 40 years or since you were in grade school, I invite you to come to confession and experience his mercy. Because we all have sins and we can all try and rationalize our sins and get rid of them, but until we hear the voice of the Father through the priest say, I absolve you, there's no experience of mercy like it. There's nothing like experiencing that mercy. And when the Holy Father opened those doors, he did speak those words that no one could be excluded from God's mercy. And he's crying out for all of us to enter those doors, to enter the doors of our church, to enter the doors of our faith, to enter the door to Bethlehem. 
that we too can live and experience God's mercy. Maybe you're already living God's mercy. Maybe you're coming to Mass every Sunday. Maybe your life is, is deep in prayer. We're also called to share mercy with others. So first of all, if there's anyone in your life that you haven't forgiven, if there's anyone that you've harbored a grudge for, if there's anyone in your life that you just um, have completely shut off from, there is no one that can be excluded from God's mercy. We have to forgive them. You have to forgive them. Think about who it is and find it in your heart to forgive that person. Secondly, we're invited to, to do the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. So the church has uh, traditionally long held these corporal and spiritual works of mercy as a way for us to show God's love to other people. And the corporal works of mercy first are feeding the hungry, giving drink and thirsty to those who are thirsty, clothing the naked, sheltering the homeless, visiting the sick, visiting the imprisoned, and burying the dead. I invite you during this Christmas season to try to do that. And finally, the spiritual works of mercy. Counsel the doubtful. So for those who are doubting their faith, counsel them. Instruct the ignorant. You know, give instruction to people that just don't know. Admonish the sinners, comfort the afflicted, forgive offenses, bear wrongs patiently, and pray for the living and the dead. These are the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. If you can't remember them, Google them and look them up after Mass. But the idea is Christ is calling us right now, at this day and age, this Christmas, to mercy. God is calling us to mercy. Listen. Listen. The Savior of the world cries out from the first, thing, the first sound he makes is a cry for mercy. Listen. Right now in your heart, I imagine God is calling you to either experience his mercy or extend his mercy. Listen. And if we do, maybe one day we might hear God say at the heavenly greats with great gratitude and joy, thanks for listening. And so I wish you all a very mercy Christmas, and thanks for listening.